everyone, and welcome back to the Smart Mark Show. We're back on course today with a preview of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. If it seems a little early this year, Money in the Bank is taking over for Backlash. And I guess we're getting less pay-per-views this year, but we're getting more Saudi Arabia, so yay! Start off the podcast, it's myself, Spencer. And this is Glenn. And uh, yeah, we're just going to run through the match card. Um... For the pay-per-view, which may change. Uh, you know, it's only Wednesday morning. Uh, you know, these match cards will change up into the middle of the pay-per-view. So, uh, we'll start with the match that's most likely to be added, if there is going to be a match added. And that's the um, Women's Tag Team Championship match. We'll predict that first. Of course, it's the Iconics. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce versus Asuka and Kairi Sane, now known as... The Kabuki Warriors. I was really trying hard not to say Bukaki Warriors. <laughs> Don't know why they did that, especially with Paige as their manager. Um, so, uh, on SmackDown last night, the Kabuki Warriors. I'm trying. I'm going to practice saying it as much as possible so I don't ever screw it up. Uh, they beat Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, in a very entertaining fashion, almost like Glenn's. Um, Glenn's writing was stolen because um, Sonya Deville had uh, one of the girls beat in the ring and then Mandy's like, tag me! And she tagged Mandy in. Oh, it was Asuka on the ground. She tagged Mandy in and Asuka rolled up Mandy immediately. Yeah. It's like, well, um, Sonya Deville had that match won. Um, but the Iconics were on the on the headsets. They were at um, commentary booth. They were doing a good job of Trash talking without anyone getting have to be thrown in their lap directly. Uh, I really liked them two going at it. I really want to see Oscar and Kyrie saying, "I guess beat the Iconics." I think the Iconics could get away with it here if they cheat, but it really looks like the Kabuki Warriors are on a roll. So if this match does happen, I'm going with the Kabuki Warriors with Paige. Uh, yeah, I've got to go with the Kabuki Warriors on this one, too. They've buried Asuka so much since she's moved up to the main <laughs> roster. Yep. Um, and Kari Zane is a bust-ass wrestler. Uh, but, yeah, I think these two ladies, unless the Iconics pull something shady, the Kabuki Warriors will pull out the win. Yeah, um, and uh, that, that'll probably be pre-show if it's added. It, it may actually make it to the main show. Who knows? They may need a buffer they didn't know they needed before. But guaranteed on the pre-show, at least as of right now, is the Cruiserweight Championship uh, with Tony Nese defending his title against Arya Divari. Um So, I haven't watched the 205 Live product in a while. I'm sure this match will be good. Uh, but I don't... Tony Nese isn't like Buddy Murphy. He doesn't really bring people, bring eyes to the championship, I guess, to the Cruiserweight title. So, I could see him losing it to Arya Divari pretty soon, because let's face it, for most of the fan base, the only time they see the Cruiserweights are on pay-per-views. And a lot of times they miss them if they're on the kickoff show. So for a lot of people, it'll seem every every time they see the championship seems like the next time they've seen the championship being defended. So... Yeah, it wouldn't hurt if Davari won. Wouldn't hurt the belt, really. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought the match, uh, you know, with Buddy Murphy, 
when he lost the title was, I mean, I was shocked. I honestly thought he was going to retain for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, Especially against Tony Nese. So weird. Yeah. Uh, but Davari is, he he's good. I mean, I don't know if it's too soon to put the belt on him, but I'm for it. Tony Nese has six more abs than he has brain cells. Yeah. That's a joke about the eight abs. Um, <laughs> uh, so, also, this is frustrating. Um, so, also, on the kickoff show might be a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match with Rowan and Daniel Bryan defending their titles against the Raw Tag Team of the Usos. Um, what? I don't see why this would make a pre-show. This... I don't see why this match exists. Yeah. A SmackDown team versus a Raw team, and the Raw tag team titles aren't anywhere on the card. Mm-hmm. The Usos are challenging for titles, but the Raw titles are not it, and they're not on the card at all. So Zack Ryder, the, so the Toy Boys have single-handedly <laughs> dumped those titles into the trash. Like, they, they literally have sunk them so low that teams on their own show are challenging for another show's tag team titles. WWE not only doesn't know how to write, but I feel like they let people who want them to fail write their shows. Yeah. That's how bad it is. I feel like Dixie Carter wrote this entire card. <laughs> Either that or Hogan. Uh, I'm not in, from here on out. I'll give you... Okay, let's go backwards. Tony Needs versus Arya Davari. Okay, cool. Let's just put these two guys together. No one with star power. Dixie Carter moment. Um, let's go back to the women's tag team championship that may happen. Iconics versus Asuka and Kari Sane. Sure, we'll have a tag team championship match for the newest tag team championships ever in the first ever for the women's... Uh, first year for the women's tag team championship. And we're just going to have that match unannounced and just show up. Dixie Carter moment. Um, <laughs> and this. This is a Dixie Carter moment. You know what? I'm going to go with D- uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Because I don't see the Usos... Unless they just want to move them back to SmackDown, I don't see them winning. See, I went with the Usos. Only because I know what they're capable of in the ring. Well, well, they just lost last night to Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, so I figured, well, I don't know. I don't know. Usually the people that are going to win lose the the night of the, the go-home show. Yeah. But I, I, with this new shakedown rule, Dixie Carter stuff, um, I don't... <laughs> I don't get any of it. I don't get any of it. And I'm only going to get madder as I go down the card. Next up, we're going to hit the regular show. The United States Championship is on the line with Samoa Joe defending against Rey Mysterio. This is going to be a cool match. It's going to be much better than their WrestleMania match, obviously, because Rey Mysterio is more healthy. However, I do think the outcome will stay the same with Samoa Joe retaining because I really liked the stuff they've done with Dominic and uh, and Joe. I'm surprised they're bringing Dominic back. The last time Dominic was involved in anything was when Eddie Guerrero had that run where, you know, Dominic's my son. Yeah. Um, which is... It's uh, better be Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went with Ray on this one only because I would like to see... Ray have one more championship. I don't need. I don't need a fifty-year-old uh, jockey in the ring <laughs> with one more uh, championship, uh, especially because Joe is yet to be given any good reigns. Um, but I think Dominic costs his dad the title. Yeah, Dixie Carter moment. That's definitely shenanigans. 
Um, so I, I think Joe will win because of Dominic, and it'll really, it'll really push Ray. And if Dominic is up to par, they may even have Dominic versus Ray. Oh wow! Because Ray did say before he retired, he wanted to wrestle in the ring with his son. That that's now that's a true passing of the torch. Yeah, that's legit, legit, legit. Um, next up, we have the Miz versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. <laughs> now, there's two matches on this card that feel like they are kind of repeating. And I don't think both of them will have a different out, uh, like a different outcome. That's why I went with Joe versus Mysterio. Joe retaining. I think Dominic's going to turn on Dre, but I think the Miz is going to come out on top against Shane here. I have to agree. I have to agree. Um, I think the steel cage match will mean there could be shenanigans all over the cage. It could wind up being a a really crappy. Uh, cage lumberjack match with all the people that may try to stop Miz from getting out yeah. um, and trying to just guide Shane out the door, which is so dumb. I hate it. I hate it. Um, but I think Shane Man will jump off of something and fall to his death, and Miz will climb out. And instead of climbing out like a man over the top, he'll climb out through the door. Dixie Carter moment. <laughs> uh, who do you think is going to win? Miz? I think Miz, yeah. Okay. Um, I love you, Dad. I'm going to defend you. Yeah. I mean, you see your father's stance when he fights? He can't defend himself. You may not even be his son, because he couldn't stop anyone if he wanted to. That's straight up 1930s boxing pose right there. Yeah. Put him up. Put him up. UPS driver shows up on impregnate your wife. Oh, cool. Uh, that's fine as long as his name is Mike. I love Michael Jordan. Um. Uh, next up, another non-title feud, but a interesting story nonetheless. And it's because he's such a good antagonizer. Uh, Roman Reigns versus the antagonizer, Elias. Um. Oh man, this is gonna be. It's gonna be fine if it's if. If Elias wrestles as well and Roman wrestles as well as they did last night in a three-on-four match at the, uh, at the end of SmackDown or middle of SmackDown, um, I really think this match will be really good. Elias doesn't get to hone his craft in the ring that much, so he'll always be a little step behind. And Roman really looks like he's in the health for tag matches, not singles matches. Mm-hmm. However, Roman versus um, Drew McIntyre... I believe, uh, on a random episode of Raw about a month ago. That was, or no, maybe it was just a couple of weeks ago after WrestleMania. That was like the best match I've seen Roman have since he fought AJ Styles. It was great. So, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Dean Ambrose will return and help Roman win. Dixie Carter moment. Uh, what do you think is going to happen, Glenn? Uh, with this one, I'm going to give it to Roman, but I call shenanigans. I have a feeling that uh, Shane may send some more of his yeah. mid-card of evil minions Drew, to come out. Drew, Baron, yeah. people that are in the, t- well, they're in the TLC match. Maybe they're a B-team. Yeah. So you, who thinks going to win, though? Roman. Beating up Elias in the B-team? Mm-hmm. Beating up B-E-B? <laughs> Beb? 
Um, next up is the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match featuring Alexa Bliss, which could be stepped by Nikki Cross, um, Naomi, Natalia, Dana Brooke, why? Um, <laughs> Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmella. You know, as much as SmackDown got raided on their roster, they still wind up having such a strong and really deep um, women's roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey is great. Carmella's really good and former champion and former Miss Money in the Bank. Uh, Ember Moon is going to be awesome to watch in this match. Mandy Rose is there. Um, and then on the Raw side, Alexa Bliss, as long as she's healthy, is incredible in matches. Naomi is incredible. Natalia is still around somehow, and I don't like it. Uh, and Dana Brooke... Question mark. We... I know... <laughs> What probably kept her employment? She has, um, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Vince likes titties. <laughs> so, I was trying to think of a, you know, a classy way to say that, but, uh, come on. That's right, folks. Just watch some Attitude Era with Trish Stratus and you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm just surprised he hasn't made her strip and bark like a dog yet. <laughs> So, this is probably the most interesting... Well, Money in the Bank is always really fun. It's like the Royal Rumble. Like you, Someone's guaranteed a shot at the title and you don't know who's going to be, but it's kind of like a rocket strapper. Like People kind of get... They, they feel more important. Baron Corbin is still... He still feels a little more important. He's a guy that is like, I would never fire him because he is an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner, which doesn't mean much because Mojo Raleigh's one too. But he's also a Mr. Money in the Bank, and there's only so many of those, and they're all so really good. So, uh, I, it, whoever wins the Money in the Banks, they, they, get, they get a strong pass for a while. Carmella mm. is still thought of as a threat, and she's been nothing but doing the fucking floss dance. Yep. For... <clears throat> A year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, who do you think is going to win the women's Money in the Bank ladder match? This is how I predict the match is going to go. Carmella is going to get into the mix, and then she's going to disappear outside of the ring. Okay. And come back in at the last minute. But I don't think she's going to win. Okay. I would love... My pick is Ember Moon. Okay. I love the way her in-ring ability is. Uh, She works well with... A lot of the ladies, her NXT career was amazing. Yep. Um, as long as something doesn't happen and she gets hurt again, uh, I think she would be a good Money in the Bank. Uh, if I had to pick somebody from Raw, I'd have to go with Bliss. Yes, so I guess I can choose one for SmackDown, one for Raw. Uh, if I chose one for SmackDown, it would probably be Ember Moon. I guess that would be the best person you could rocket strap because Carmelo's already won it once. I don't believe Manny Rose will win it. Um, and uh, I don't see Bailey being the kind of person that could use a, a Money in the Bank cash in. Um, obviously, from those um, four, the only one that's never had a title opportunity is in Vermont for mm-hmm. SmackDown. But ultimately, I think who's going to win it is Alexa Bliss due to interference by Nikki Cross. And my reasoning for thinking Bliss will win it two years in a row is because they they her stats are really good. Like she was the first ever Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, she was probably uh, until Charlotte got there the best Women's Champion that SmackDown had. Yep. Um, she went toe to toe with Charlotte at Survivor Series and really beat her ass until 
you know, Charlotte kind of came around and won that match. Anyway, also her being money, Miss Bliss in the Bank or whatever you want to call her, um, that gives her an opportunity to stay in the women's main event area without ever having to take a bump. Mm-hmm. You can extend her recovery time and really assess her and all that kind of stuff because you can always have her cash in and fail. But you can really assess her and and make sure she's okay to do everything she used to do on a regular basis and still keep her out there without those dumb moment of bliss segments because mm-hmm. I hate talk shows anyway. But the moment of bliss is especially awkward. Because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, let's put two chairs at the ramp. All right, let's talk for two minutes. All right, someone interrupts and Bliss just disappears. Like, what the hell? They don't even give you a ring mat. Come on. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Alexa Bliss, I think that's the best thing for her to to get to um, to really stay in the spotlight and not get hurt. Mm-hmm. And on to the next match, which will be the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Of course, I'm not really saying these in order. We don't know the match card. It'll probably be something, some kind of awful match card uh, set up. Um, but the men's has Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, Mustafa Ali. I refuse to call him just Ali. Andrade Cien Almas. I refuse to call him just Andrade. Sami Zayn, who just replaced uh, Braun Strowman, and Randy Orton. My main problem with the build-up for this, for the build-up for the men's Money in the Bank ladder matches, because they didn't have qualifying rounds. Mm-hmm. You could have easily enhanced the stock of 16 men instead of just 8. Because it's like, oh, if, is Apollo Crews going to get in there? That'd be great. Oh, he lost to Baron Corbin. Great. Um, you know, you could just have these matches. But instead, they decided to have them after the fact. Like Ricochet. Bobby Roode beat Ricochet on Raw. Then they announced Ricochet the next week for Money in the Bank. And they were like, oh crap, we just booked him to lose the week before. Let's fix this the next week. It's going to be Ricochet versus Bobby Roode. All of a sudden, it wasn't even planned. Like, it's just like that night they said, oh yeah, and if Ricochet loses, Bobby or Robert Roode will take his place. And I was like, oh, okay, well this is interesting. I wish this would have been the first way. Like, instead, I was just confused for two weeks until this happened. And then Ricochet won. I was like, oh, okay, this match wasn't necessary. Um, and then Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman. I was like, well, if you just had a qualifier, this you could have avoided this completely. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it, th- the match was annoying itself because Sami Zayn was hitting Braun with a plastic trash can. I'm like, dude, yeah, we've all done backyard wrestling. And you work with what you got, but you've got the money to get these steel trash cans all bent up. Like, you don't need this garbage. Literally. <laughs> um, uh. Glenn, you know what? Let's, on the fly, if you want, let's come up with qualifier, qualifying people to fight. Of course, you'll be SmackDown again. I'll be Raw. I'll go first because I'm on Mondays and you're about to be on Fridays anyway. So... Um, if I had to qualify people, yeah, Ricochet versus Robert Roode, that's a good one. Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman. Sami Zayn's such a little, you know, little pissant heel. That is great. Uh Um, uh, and as far as Drew McIntyre goes, I think Drew McIntyre versus Apollo Crews could have been a really good match. Yeah. And then with Baron Corbin, I would have had Baron Corbin versus someone like Cesaro. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So you really get mad at Baron Corbin because it's like, oh, we really wanted Cesaro to win. But Drew helps Baron Corbin. And Drew versus Apollo Crews, you're like, all right, Apollo Crews can finally get a shot because, you know, Drew McIntyre's been in the main event scene for like a year and done nothing. Baron Corbin helps Drew McIntyre win because that's their little alliance. They both help Sami Zayn win, and Ricochet's the only one that honestly wins an honest match. So I think that would have been fine, and I would have thought better of Cesaro because I would have been like, hey, they think of him. <laughs> and I would have thought better of, of, of course, um, Apollo Crews and thinking, wow, he doesn't have to just go out there and lose every week even though he's the most, most athletic man on Raw. And that's saying something, because Ricochet is there. But Apollo Crews is still incredible. Um, who would you have done? Qualifying matches, SmackDown. Ooh. So basically, just take everyone that won and give them a random opponent that could have challenged them from the SmackDown roster. Well, with Finn... Oh, man. I, you know what? It would have been neat to see him go against Matt Hardy. Hell... Yeah. I mean, Money in the Bank ladder match, what other person can you think of besides Jeff that knows how to do a match with a ladder, knows how to keep people safe in a match with a ladder? That would have been a great qualifying match. Even though they're going to put Finn in it, okay, Finn wins, at least show people that Matt still got it to do something at this caliber. Oh, yeah. Because you've got, you know, the... They're going to tip the ladder. He's going to fall outside of the ring. But at least give us a build-up to why you picked who you picked for said Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Andrade. Ooh. You know, if they did these earlier, earlier on, like the qualifying matches, like, I don't know, three weeks ago when they announced the competitors... They could have still fit Xavier Woods in one of these matches. They could have. And, you know, that would have been... That would have been a cool dynamic before Kevin Owens put him on the shelf. Of He could win and then challenge his best friend. Oh, yeah. So you could just plug him in against Ali, Andrade, Randy Orton, whoever. But... Oh, yeah. I would have loved to... You know what? Randy and Xavier would have been a yeah. good qualifying match. Yeah. I mean, both of them are good, great in-ring talent. Of yeah. course, Randy would have got the upper hand because he's Randy. Yeah, he's Randy Orton. Um, Man, that's a that'd been a good good match too because we've never seen Xavier versus Randy Orton. Obviously, Xavier never gets those pushes, but just being in a qualifying match would have been a nice little push for him. Yeah, you know that's sad that Xavier is the one person from New Day that really doesn't get featured as much as the other two. It's kind of sad because I like. I like to see his in-ring work. It's really good. Well, it's because of um, Francesca. <laughs> I mean, legit. Like, he can stay out there, and he can be, like, you know, Big E can, like, you know, bounce his boobs or whatever and, and like, you know, eat pancakes all sexually and stuff. But, honestly, I don't I don't know of either, any of them that have a gimmick. I don't know of anyone in a long time I've seen have a gimmick as cool as Francesca. Which I know it's like, oh, that's not cool. It is cool. It's different. It's really neat. I really don't um, don't understand why he doesn't get the chances. Because he does a lot like, like Shane, the coast to coast. Like, they both do that. Um, and he's got, you know, he does the Macho Man drop. I mean, uh, his elbow is, is, I mean, I would put it on par with Bailey's elbow. Yeah. 
And um, you could have had Roman in the qualifier and start up his feud exactly. with Elias, but Elias screwed him over. Yeah, I would. You know, seeing Roman and Andrade would have been an interesting match. And, yeah, and Ali, you could have put um, Buddy Murphy because he's got a debut on SmackDown, and it's like I've chased you here from Two Five Live. You know the place where you never got that title. Yeah, yeah. So that could Finn versus Matt Hardy. Um, Xavier versus Randy Orton. Yeah. And it uh, could have been... Um, I would have say Andrade versus Roman just to... Yeah. Uh, just to, you know, feature Andrade's talents and see what he can do going up against the big dog. Yeah. And then Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Yeah. That would have been a great qualifying match. Look at this. We just gave, it, we just gave them qualifying matches if they can figure out time travel like in Avengers. And <laughs> they can go back in time and... Create us an alternate path through reality where we have writers in WWE that give us. Sh- <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we're on to the actual championship matches. Oh um, my god. So of course we've we've mapped out a road on our last podcast, a road to SummerSlam. WWE does not have that same foresight. They have a road <laughs> to the end of their nose, and that's it. Um Actually, we didn't choose a winner for the men's ladder match. Uh, if, if my opinion, if anybody's going to do it, I'm either going to say a surprise win for a newcomer on the roster, Ricochet. Okay. Or Finn. I was thinking Finn, then I was like, Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, Randy Orton's one of those guys where it's like, hey, you have a huge superstar in John Cena. Yeah. Who's your number two? Randy Orton. John Cena's not there anymore. Okay. Who's your number one superstar? Okay, Randy Orton. I get it. I get it. It's people math. Um, uh, I think Randy Orton because if they need a boost in ratings, Randy Orton's intrigue, his ability to strike at any moment, he already does that for fun. Imagine him doing that with that briefcase. And he's a previous Money in the Bank winner. He is. And he cashed in and became champ. And he's a 13-time world champion. Yeah, he Could is. be going on 14. Unless he's already hit 14, then he's going on 15. I forget how that goes. I think he's 13 <laughs> right now. I think he's a 13-time champion. So it would be nice to see him chasing Cena a little bit. At least get close to chasing Cena. You know what? I think it would be completely awesome if Randy Orton passed Cena. Like, oh, the battle for, they both had at 16, one final match between the two of them for the championship. The winner becomes 17-time and breaks Ric Flair's record. That's right. Who do you think breaks that one, then? Randy. Because it's Ric Flair's friend. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Babe Ruth of baseball. Don't forget you were a fat man that didn't have the ability to run bases in the end of your career. And Ty Cobb beat the shit out of you. Um Anyway, nice, nice, nice baseball room. Yeah, nice. Uh, nice uh, yeah. Um, so now we're on to the women's championship matches, which there are two of, and they both uh, they're both Becky Lynch. It's Becky Lynch versus Becky Lynch, actually. Um, <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair is the SmackDown Women's Championship match. That's the one I feel like is the most predictable because I don't see Becky winning it from Charlotte and Ronda at Mania just to drop it back to her. Yeah, I, you know. Going off with the last podcast when we mapped this out, I'm going to have to give the win to Becky. Um, I think that... Now, we mapped it out with good writers. Yes. That's not... <laughs> very, very good writers. <laughs> it's not really, you know... I, I see Becky 
doing it here, keeping the title. Okay. And rolling into, you know, stomping ground, you might see something different. You might see a title change. But I think that there is going to be shenanigans that happen in this match. Something's going to happen, and somebody's going to really... I'm I'm interested. I'm interested, and I wonder if Ronda Rousey is gonna be in attendance or come out there. We all know she's not pregnant yet, right? I talked about the possibility of them having trouble doing it, and what would happen. And Fox Entertainment just had a huge um, event announcing. All their new stuff. And, and basically assuring everybody, we're not going away. We just sell all of our diminishing properties to Disney. Oh, yeah, and they accrued all of our debt. So just imagine that. Just imagine that you're, you know, $200,000 in debt. All you had to do was sell your furniture. And all of a sudden, you didn't have any debt. And it's like, oh, crap. Ah, I can pay for my house. I can pay for, pay the bills. Like, that's basically what the Disney-Fox thing happened. Because Fox, they they have what they wanted. It's Rupert Murdoch-owned, so it's Fox News, Fox Local Affiliates, and Fox Sports. Bam. That's what they have. Um, So they still got their sports contracts. They've got a way to make a lot of money now. And everyone knows that TV and movies can lose you a bunch of money, and that's what Fox has done over the years. Not just with the X-Men franchise. Fantastic Four. Um, So, you know, it happens. But anyway, they had the big event. And um, announcing SmackDown was John Cena, who we all know does it because he's the biggest ambassador for the WWE. I don't see him really getting back in the ring for any any real stretch. But he was accompanied by, or sharing the spotlight with, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. It's like, this is so weird. She kept playing up this, I don't know if I'm going back to wrestling, because she's playing her own, you know, she's she she works herself into a shoot sometimes, right? Um, and I feel like everything she puts on social media, as we know, um, WWE has access to everyone's social media, but I feel like everything she puts on there is trying to tell the story. Uh, I, it's, it's nice that she kind of seems to have an old school, school approach where she keeps that character up as much as possible, on social media because that's just the age of the reality era. Yep. Like, don't please, please don't be fully a completely different person that you put on social media than on WWE because then I lose the ability to really suspend disbelief because WWE is a cross between sports and reality television. You know, there's only been really one other wrestler at modern, and I say modern from. Let's go late '80s up to now. There's only been really one other wrestler that has been able to keep his storyline in the ring and out of the ring, and you knew he was crazy, and you know he's the number one villain. I mean, who better who? to take Piper? Oh, oh no, I was thinking Taker. Oh Taker's, well, Taker's, Taker's just... big thing is he never did interviews uh, out of character. It's weird. He did like one in India, but then he wound up being with a what's his name? The Vader. Vader that slapped the dude to death. Um, Taker did not even flinch when Taker, he that happened. And Taker just now got uh, social media pages. He just now got Instagram, which is because he's pretty much retired. I and think Michelle McCool posts for it. I think she does. <laughs> I don't know if she if he understands. Um, and Glenn's got a nice story, but I don't think he understands technology that well. <laughs> 
I don't. I mean, I, I mean, Piper was just Piper was kayfabe throughout his entire career. Even coming back doing guest spots, he was still kayfabe right down the middle. Yeah, but to be fair, his character wasn't wasn't really out there. No, which is easy to hold up, and um, yeah, that's that's cool. Like he his he broke character when he started doing his podcast. Yeah, and he oh, was yeah. all lovey dovey with everyone. I guess because he knew he was towards that end, and uh, it was like. Okay. Yeah, he like loved everybody. I'm like, well, that's weird, but I like it. It's it's normal. It's like a human. Okay. Um, but uh, not to get too far off the rails. Uh, yeah, Ronda Rousey might be here for some shenanigans with Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, but I think Becky Lynch wins. Yeah, I, I I've got to give it to her only because I would love to see Bailey at SummerSlam rip that title from her. All right. Um. Then the Raw's Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus the newly debuting Lacey Evans, the Southern Girl. I declare. Southern Bale. Oh, good God. I didn't just say it. I declared it. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay, so... (laughs) uh, The Office. Um, So, this is... This should be easy, too. She just debuted. There's no way she's winning the title. That's disrespectful to every other woman on the Raw roster and everyone on the SmackDown roster. And it's mostly disrespecting to Ruby Riot, who's not even in this match. and I'm, uh, She's not in the, the, the ladder match, and I don't understand where she went. I miss her. Glenn, I'm going to cry. Yeah. It, it, you know, I think in a straight-up fight, not a wrestling match, a straight-up fight, I think Lacey Evans could hand Becky her ass. Possibly. But quit, it, Piper. In in the ring, I I've, I got to give this win to Becky. I don't honestly see her losing to Lacey Evans no. this early in Lacey Evans' main roster yeah. debut. I just I mean it speaks volumes that she stepped up. I mean it does make her a contender. I just Lacey Evans in my mind is a mid card champion. Yes, I completely agree. This is gonna. This is the best way to rocket strap her to get her in the minds of people. Like, okay, she's a serious contender because there's WWE is so bad when they bring people up from NXT. Mm-hmm. If they don't bring you up in a in like a really okay, so Charlotte, um, Becky, and Sasha got the advantage of being brought up during the Women's Revolution. So they have that advantage. You had Team Bad. You had <laughs> listen. The submission sorority, and you had, uh, you know, the Bellas, and that's what you had, and it was a cool thing. They played off it for a long time until the submission sorority uh, kind of broke up. And I'm gonna keep saying it like that because that's a porn website or something. <laughs> no, dirty writer, Google searched submission sorority to find out. So uh, they they had that advantage, but look at who we got a few months ago. It's like we're gonna bring all these stars up from NXT. First off, hey stars. Let's stop using that term. You stop using the term superstars, and let's stop using the term stars for anyone that's been signed a contract ever. Because technically, under your website, at one point, James Ellsworth was a superstar. Superstar. F you. That's stupid. If you had superstars, your ratings wouldn't be so low. You don't have any superstars. Get out your ass. So, um, Lacey Evans actually getting rocket strapped. Cool. I think Becky Lynch... Will win. 
But it's going to give Lacey Evans a nice push. Oh, yeah. WWE has ruined many an NXT wrestler by pulling them up and calling them rookie and new guy and stuff. And it's like, what? Ricochet's not a rookie. He's been wrestling for 13 years. Um, and then when they pull up people like Bobby Roode, and it's like, I know you're new to this. And it's like, he's not new to this. He's been doing this for 25 years. Beer money, bastards. Beer money. Yeah, beer money. Come on. That's the best tag team in the history of tag teams. Besides Billy and Chuck. Um, so yeah, we both think Vicky Lynch will win both of our matches. An interesting one, Kofi Kingston, isolated Kofi Kingston, no Big E, because he tore his meniscus, and he's gone to Twitter and gotten mad, uh, and then Xavier Woods, because he got powerbombed one week and then punched the next week, and apparently the punch was more powerful. Um, Kofi versus Kevin Owens, it's been interesting, I could have waited for this heel turn with Kevin, like the turn on the New Day could have happened later, but, oh, it's, it's, it's good. I wish they wouldn't have had so many weeks in between the hill turn because I've already forgotten sometimes if I don't remind myself that he was in the New Day, mm-hmm. seven for Big E. So there's a little bit of a problem with the writing there, but I think the match is going to be good. Um, what about you? I, I agree. It's going to be a good match. Um, there will be shenanigans in this match. Something is, I don't know what it is, something's going to happen in this match. But I do see Kofi keeping the belt. You do? Yep. Okay. I do as well, which helps me set up the next match because I don't believe all four championships will be defended successfully. And I know I wrote this on my on my on my well my road to SummerSlam. Uh, so if Kofi Kingston is winning against Kevin Owens, then the Universal Championship match, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Oh yeah, forgot. Dixie Carter moment. <laughs> Your two best wrestlers. It's going to be the first month after the Superstar Shake-Up. What are you going to do till SummerSlam, chumps? Good job. Uh, the match is coming this soon. First off, my promo for AJ Styles would have been so much better. And I know everyone says that. But at least, why didn't they mention? Why didn't AJ Styles say something like, You can say, say that you slayed the Beast, but... Did the Beast even want to be here anymore? Did he want that title anymore? He's held it so many times and for such long reigns. Why would he care anymore? He literally ran out there first so he could just get his match over with and go home. He didn't care about the outcome. He just wanted to leave. And he's not here now. And at the time, he was still thinking of UFC. Now, he's finally officially retired. But at the time, it was different in his head. And he didn't care about you. He didn't care about this company. Why do you think you got his best effort? When he fought me, it wasn't for a title. It was for pride. He beat me, but I got the best version of Brock Lesnar. You got the Brock Lesnar that wanted to leave before traffic let out. That's exactly (laughs) what I would have said. And I just came up with that off the top of my head right now. Like, just because I was angry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why they write like they write. Because they can't even get AJ over as a heel. So there's no heel in this match. Even though AJ's got the capability of turning heel. So does Seth. Um, you could argue that they were both way better as heels. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think AJ's going to win. I think he's going to have to turn heel. I think he's going to get a little help from the club. Yeah. That's, I know that's what, that's what I wrote last week in the SummerSlam thing. That's how this all kicks off. But I, I still think it may actually happen, and this is wishful thinking. But I think AJ Styles wins with the club. Yeah. I I, I, I have to go with AJ on this one as well. I mean, I like Seth, but 
I don't know. Something about AJ, watching him defend his championship on SmackDown for as long as he held it. Um, honestly, when I think about the Universal title, I think stupid gimmick, non-fighting champion, um, and they got... To me, they have to prove that that Universal title actually means something. Yep. Um, so they need to build that up. And what better person to give meaning to the Universal title than AJ? I mean, what he did on SmackDown as champ was by far one of the best championship reigns that I've seen in a very, very long time. And he was out there every Tuesday night defending that title. Yep. And he gave 110% every match he made, whether he was hurt, sick, or indifferent. He, he was in the ring making the title mean something. I think he can do it. But I, I do call shenanigans. Seth Rollins spent so long being a slightly entertaining or mid-tier of the mid-card, uh, mid-card champ, IC mm-hmm. champ. He spent so long in that role and only being pretty okay, pretty good. Like, he wasn't great. Uh, he didn't have those great matches. Uh, him versus Dolph Ziggler was really, really, mm-hmm. really good. And that's about it. That's all I can name. Um, yeah, I just... I don't see him as as Universal Champion anymore. A heel Seth Rollins, maybe. Because he can squirm his way out of stuff. But Seth Rollins as he is right now, I don't. I don't see him as that. I, uh, honestly, because when you watch him, it's like he does stuff. He's quick around the ring, but he does stuff everyone else is doing. Yep. He's like a he's like a more predictive wrestler version of Adam Cole. Like he's a more yep. predictive Adam Cole. Like Adam Cole at least pulls a lot of stuff out, and you really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I think AJ is going to make Seth look the best that Seth's ever looked. Because AJ usually does that with wrestlers. He did it with Gender. He did it with Roman. And all kind of wrestlers that can't wrestle. Uh, Seth can wrestle, even if it's not the... if he's not, Even if he's not the best, this match will be great. But, uh, I don't know. I get it. You love Seth Rollins, but you keep choosing boring champions. Yep. See what happens. Kofi's new and interesting over on SmackDown. Stop bringing up WrestleMania. Yep. Four or five weeks removed from WrestleMania. Just like stop bringing up Roman's cancer. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Send him to the children's hospitals. Let him talk to the kids. Put that video package on TV. But don't keep telling me about him overcoming leukemia. Because I have enough doubts about the entire thing anyway. Yeah. And I know it's not popular to say. And everyone wants to, no one wants to say it online. That it could be fake. Or that it is. I'm just saying... It wouldn't be the scummiest thing WWE ever did. And if it was, it would only match it. Yep. You forget Vince went to trial for mm-hmm. steroids. You forget that they overlooked Crispin Wall, his condition, and his steroid abuse. Yeah. You forget that you never forced Eddie Guerrero to get help. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, WWE is not above this. So don't don't push that on me. And don't push Rollins down my throat. Yeah, I'm still mad about that. Um, about that promo the other week, where he said AJ, SmackDown was fine without you, AJ. SmackDown was fine before; it'll be fine after. And then he said, "You're on Monday Night Rollins." I'm like, God, oh my God! I can name five wrestlers that are flat out any day of the week better than you on this show alone. Stop. 
Yeah. Stop. Anyway, that's who we think is going to win. This has been our preview. I know it got really negative at the end, but... Truth hurts. If Are you excited for this pay-per-view, or do you think it's just a, a stepping stone to, to Saudi Arabia, which is a stepping stone to stomping ground? <laughs> Fun. You know, on one hand, I'm excited to see it because I'm really looking forward to seeing Becky and what's going to happen with these two matches that she's in. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's got a lot on her back. She's got a lot on her plate right now. And this is a make it or break it for Becky Two Belts. Uh, that's a, that's some stress I would not want to be under. Two Belts. Um, and, you know, like you said earlier, the the ladder match, it's it's like the Rumble. I mean, it's entertaining. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so um, cool. You don't know who's going to bounce off a ladder the wrong way. Yeah. Um, it's just, I wish they would have built it up a little better. I'm looking forward to it, but it, I think there's so much focus with Vince about this Saudi Arabia thing that he's losing focus on domestic shows. Yeah, he's so worried about getting two corpses in the main event for Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Goldberg versus Undertaker. Who asked for that match? Who asked for that match? What me? Nobody. I mean, we've already seen this how many times now? We've never seen these two exact ones, but three move Goldberg, and not just because he knows three moves, because he usually gets three moves off and the moves and the match is over. And then living corpse. Full gone through into world of kayfabe, Undertaker, who literally looks like a dead man now, will be in the ring looking like someone's grandfather that just stepped out of the shower, I'm sure. You know, I'm kind of worried about Taker in this match. Looking at him now, if Goldberg really hits him with a good enough spear, he's going to break his metal hip. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, man. It'll be neat if Taker pulls off his fake, you know, uh, fighting skills and Goldberg pulls off his fake Muay Thai. Yeah. It'll be nice. It'll be a nice, a nice seven-minute match is what it should be. Seven minutes, seven minutes, that's perfect. Um, but anyway, yeah, we, we think Money in the Bank will be neat. It, it is an unpredictable show because it will not only give us a number one contender, an automatic number one contender, but a random number one contender. You never know when they're going to cash in. Yep. Last year, Alexa Bliss won the Miss Money in the Bank, and she cashed in that same night against Ronda and Nia in their match. She came in, knocked Ronda out with that case, beat the crap out of Nia. Oh, yeah, knocked Ronda out, beat the crap out of Nia, then pinned Nia, won. Won the title, which she then lost to Ronda. Um, and then you had, the year before, Carmella, Carmella won, and she waited all up until the week after Mania. When the Iconics debuted, and she was able to beat Charlotte. Yep. Which was great. Um, Now here we are. Now here we are, and we'll see when people cash in. And uh, it'll be great. Hopefully they they don't let people cash in too quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that sucks when that happens. Baron Corbin. Because it's like, yeah, Baron (laughs) Corbin. Jesus. Uh, Okay. Anyway, or Braun Strowman. I'm going to use this, and at the next pay-per-view, no, don't do that. Don't plan a match. <laughs> Just cash in. Make it exciting. He lost anyway. The last two men's Money in the Bank ladder match winners, they've lost their cash in. Yep. What are sad. You, what are you doing, Vince? Um, okay, one last question. Yowie wowie. 
Oh my god. You think god. Bray Wyatt's showing up at, at the Money in the Bank? And if so, what do you think he's going to do? With this massive lead up that they've had with him, and I, te- I can tell you right now, this Bray Wyatt thing is the best story that they're trying to tell ever. An oddball story, like an odd thing, it's my favorite since Undertaker and Kane, since Kane's debut. Oh. It's my favorite one in, I guess that's 20 years, right? It's my favorite story in 20 years for oddball stories. His creepy vignettes with the witch doll and the rabbit and the, oh my good I, lord have mercy. I feel like Bray wrote these because it mattered. Because it, it, like, every week we watch these cheesy things, and it's like, it had, like, literally split seconds in each episode. Just a couple of split second things where it looked evil. Yeah. Here you are sitting with this hockey jersey for Pennywise. It's kind of fitting. <laughs> Yowie wowie. That mask that he put on Monday, it was, and his purple striped pants, it was. It, the, when I watched it, I'm like, oh, oh my God, it's the Joker with his face ripped off. I thought they were red and black pants. Whatever color they were, it was just creepy as all get out. It, it was very creepy. Um, actually, I follow the, the woman that makes a lot of wrestling. It's random. I follow the most random things on Instagram. <laughs> it's a Kyla fashion where she, she makes a lot of costumes four wrestlers and she made that one and she was like i can finally show it we made this and it's really good and i partnered with the mask i didn't make it tom savini made it and i checked on twitter and tom savini was like yowie wowie this mask <laughs> finally got to debut for bray wyatt and uh he thanked the the direct visual uh person that was under him that crafted the mask and stuff but it was the tom savini special effects studio that made the mask which is it's an incredible mask everything about it so awesome i love it he looks like a serial killer because he was created by the creator of serial killers yeah perfect really i i just i if he doesn't come out at money in the bank i'm gonna be a little bit sad i don't care what he does i don't care if he interferes with the match i just want to see bray white come out I'm so obsessed with this Bray Wyatt thing. I actually did research, guys. It's not just fly by the seat of my pants, make stuff up at the top of my head. Um, uh, I also looked into the individual visual effects uh, uh, artist. And they actually said, you know, Bray had this idea for a mask for the clown persona. And he kept telling them. They have tons of sketch artist people at WWE. And they have tons of writers. He kept telling people, but they weren't understanding. And they weren't greenlighting any of this. This entire Bray thing, he'd worked on it for months. This is probably why we haven't seen him for so long. He didn't want to go back until he could really do this. And they weren't understanding what he was saying. So he got in contact with Savini, who used me, and he told me what what he wanted. I sketched out everything. I sent it back to Bray. He put it on Vince's desk, and he was like, Guys, my artwork was on Vince's desk. The desk of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> and uh, he said immediately they uh, approved it. They greenlit it. I got to make the mask. And someone else made the costume, which is Kyle Fashion Wear. And, um, yeah, that ah, it's such a long journey to get here for this character. And then that's just behind the scenes. Like, we watched weeks and weeks of vignettes that were cringeworthy at times. But it was interesting because it was like Death to Smoochie meets... Um, Mr. Rogers meets meets it. Oh God, man! This is the best. I I think Bray is gonna go places if he's if if they don't screw it up and uh, screw Bray over. This version of Bray Wyatt has been my favorite so far. Yo, 
I can't believe that stupid. That was the most cringeworthy part of every single one of those episodes. Yowie, wowie. Yowie, wowie. It's like (laughs) you saw all these awful, awful cheesy moments, and then all of a sudden everything twisted. And all of a sudden the whole set looked different. And then you heard Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and that weird voice, which I think Bray voiced everything. I Mm -hmm. think he. It sounds like his voice in the doll and the rabbit and in the vulture, like with distortion done to all of them. And you heard Twinkle took a little star, which was done with, with his voice with the distorter. And then all of a sudden, he said, "Yowie, wowie!" And I'm like, "Oh, that is great! Oh my god, this! <laughs> I don't know why they didn't save this for a WWE film, but I hope they keep up his momentum." Oh wow, that character in a movie would be epic. Just, you know, a guy that goes to set and does these kid shows and has a replica of his set at his home. And, you know, he preys off of girls that grew up watching his show. And, you know, they've they've turned 18, so it's totally cool. They're down with it. And he brings them down to that set in the basement, and he tortures them. Yowie wowie. Oh, man. Anyway, I know I'm coming up with weird, like, real-life scenarios for Bray Wyatt's character. But don't worry, the WWE will ruin them. God, I hope I not. don't mean to end this on a negative note. That was just a joke. If they make a replica to sell of the witch doll, I can't stand creepy dolls at all. I would buy one. I can't wait to buy this mask on WWE.com. On yes. shop.com. I, uh, this mask looks incredible. They'll wait too late um, for me to get to buy it like they did with the Daniel Bryan uh, Championship. Like I was all in on the Daniel Bryan Championship, and I don't think they launched it on Shop WWE until... After he lost it? Yeah. Yeah, after he lost it. I'm like, well, he lost it now, you dick. <laughs> I'm not paying for it now. <laughs> I was all in on our, our green champion. Stupid. Um, yes, so that that has been our preview and our Bray Wyatt love at the end. You got a whole bunch of Bray Wyatt hearts thrown at you. Ooh, I need mm. Bray Wyatt emojis now. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. And we will be back next week, of course, with our review, not preview. We took off the P. Um, took off the P, you know, shorten the name like WWE does with Mustafa Ali. Uh, but we'll be back, and we will review Money in the Bank ladder match. We'll see how how hella wrong we were. And uh, it'll be great. It'll be fun. Thank you for listening today. You can find us on all social media at Take the Studios. You can find us also on YouTube.com slash Take the Studios, which is, if that's how you prefer your podcast, Uh, be sure to check it out there. Um, Be sure to like and subscribe on there if you want to. Maybe, you know, tap the little bell for notifications on the podcast versions. If you'll comment on us, you know, rate us, give us a review, um, uh, subscribe to us, definitely, and uh, share. Uh, thank you for everyone who's been listening to us. Sharing is caring, and it's the only way we can really grow, um, which will be great to see some more growth uh, on top of what everyone's done for us so far. You can find us individually on social media. If you want to yell at us, please do it individually, not at Just Take the Studios. doesn't matter either way. If you want to yell at us, yell at us. I'm at SYCO1316. I am at Joker ha, 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 79 and uh, don't forget, also search your podcast platforms and, and check out the YouTube playlist for uh, the Gaming News Power Power brought to you by Take the Studios because they need love over there too. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week.